0: Hi there, welcome to the ATS podcast with me, Will Brown, and John Solsby, where we break down chunks of health and fitness information into bite-sized pieces, remove a bunch of the noise, and just leave what's relevant. Uh, today we are talking about cold exposure and its impacts on health and fitness. You get cold. Yep, pretty much. Part one of cold exposure. Yeah, if it's your first time in the cold tub, you get cold. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um... No, I suppose this is, I feel this has gained a lot more traction recently again, I yeah, don't like know social I, media
0: and stuff. I don't know I mean, I kind of know why it's all this stupid like fucking sigma grind set, bro it, it is um,
1: but um, this has been about for a very long time.
0: Yes as 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 has why it's a bad idea if you want to I say a bad idea it's like a neutral to slightly bad idea if you care about getting stronger or more jacked
1: Yeah Yeah I suppose like you can come at this from a couple angles um I definitely think it has potential benefits um I have done it before as in cold war exposure mm-hmm. um but it's not as hyped up. It's not going to suddenly make you some Sigma male that's going to rule the world. Yeah. Um, So I suppose, I think the the benefits, from my point of view, are traditionally in um, sport, where I would say you're not worried about increasing your performance for tomorrow or the next day. You're worried about being performed. So yeah. What I mean by that is like you're already at your peak performance level, and let's say you've just like had a game and you've got practice in two days' time, and then a game at the end of next week. All you want to do is recover as quickly as possible, not feel, feel like shit, as quick, <laughs> not feel like shit as quickly yeah. as possible, so that you can perform again. Then it has a place. Or if you're in like training camp or preseason, and you're like i've had two practices today I've, fuck, I've got two tomorrow two the next day and yeah. i feel like ass you're like this is where cold water cold water immersion is kind of what's referred to in a lot of um studies um that's where this can really help because there is some evidence out there that it can reduce your um general feelings of fatigue and your muscles
0: yeah, it's an uh, acute and and that's kind of why it's detrimental to training. Yeah. In in, in the kind of muscle soreness and inflammation is part of the recovery and therefore adaptation process of training. Like I feel like a lot there's some people that try to minimize muscle soreness. If if you similar things happen with NSAIDs and things as well. Like if you if you take yes. regular and chronic NSAIDs to reduce muscular soreness the muscular like the adaptation of that training that's caused the soreness will be lessened or dampened because you're reducing the soreness like the soreness is not a hundred percent but is relevant to the magnitude of adaptation to the training stimulus but as as you alluded to and again this is exactly where i've done it is like when we were playing american football if you're at training camp and you have two practices a day plus walkthroughs and then you've got the same again next day and the same again the next day you're like, it feels like someone has rubbed deep deep heat on my skeleton. Yeah. Like, yeah. the inside of me feels like there's napalm in it. Like, I need to make that go away. You can just get in a cold tub, and the, the key thing will be, it will feel a lot better than being out of the cold tub. <laughs> like, if you get yeah. in one and you're like, oh my god, this feels better, that's usually a sign that the acute fatigue is quite high. Um, and and you're agree. likely that's... to improve. <laughs>
1: That's what it's useful for when you're like, in that, those scenarios, you're not wanting your physical attributes to improve. Like, you're not wanting to become faster tomorrow. You're not wanting to um, become, like, stronger. What you're wanting to do is be able to play your sport again twice tomorrow.
0: Yeah. There's so a... Technical proof. Yeah. Especially, like, there's a loads of examples of that for, like, game day-based um like recovery interventions like unsurprisingly standard rehab for a broken finger isn't just tape it to the next one but if you're in the middle of a game and have a broken finger and you want to keep playing because you're relevant to the team's victory you just tape it to the next one yeah it's not exactly the most in-depth physio but like like it's that kind of if you're looking to keep playing or that you're incentivized to keep playing and you just strap it up that's how it goes. That's well, no
1: exactly. There's that story of that NFL O-Lyman who got the doctor to fucking amputate his finger.
0: I mean, that's savage, but yeah.
1: I, I'm pretty sure it's like... Oh,
0: I'm going to have to look on now, but it, it's in like a playoff game or something like that and you can't like get it back. Good. That's mental. If true, I had not heard that. The um, There's some stuff about reduced anxiety. <clears throat> I've seen those. I... Again, it, it would be remiss if you missed out the idea that, like, acute sensory overload kind of reduces anxiety in all aspects. Like, another example of this, if you want to try at home, that's very easy, is if you find, uh, like, toxic warheads. Those, like, brutally sour sweets that are, like, horrendous. Like, they're so uncomfy to eat. If you are in a period where you are experiencing some kind of anxiety spiral, just pop one of them in and you'll soon forget about it because you will be overwhelmed by horrific bitterness. (laughs) Like, your face will screw up and you will mostly just be focused on how disgusting this sweetie is. Uh, Assuming you, again, please check the labels. Don't uh, just go eating stuff you can't be eating. Uh, Which, again, is, like, another example of this kind of acute sensory overload like overwriting anxiety because you're just focused on that like it's the same with people who exercise loads or people who like again i hate the phrase like oh the gym is my therapy bro like no therapy is therapy that's like a qualified mental health professional yeah tubes like the gym is just exercise but the the classic meme of like Go to the gym to reg- to replace my mental pain with physical pain. Yes, <laughs> a very crude example, but the same thing. Um, something that nobody really talks about because it's not very sexy. Uh, ice baths may actually trigger uh cardiac uh issues in people with poor cardiac health. So uh yeah, don't go triggering dangerous cardiac cardiac events uh, if people have pre-existing predispositions for like you know heart attacks infarctions like those kinds of things please don't cause it might be cool and be like oh yeah we're doing it together as pals or as a family until somebody takes a heart attack in the cold lake
1: yeah
0: also quite a lot of the literature refers to cold water swimming as well which again you kind of get the, co-con- the, the conflating benefits of like is that just exercise don't really know because you're like, yes, it's cold, but also it's exercise. So you're like, the results could conflate or confound it. The um, but yeah, you definitely will get cold. Uh, but you know, don't do it if you have a, if your family has a history of heart conditions, because that might be bad, especially if you're approaching your kind of middle age, which seems to be everyone doing this, because <coughs> they're the people that can afford those like. Funky, Friday, was... funky, yeah, those funky like blow up things. They sit in their back garden and fill with water and then let freeze.
1: Um, so I found the football thing. Oh yeah. So it was Ronnie Lot, an ex like safety, and he crushed his finger in a tackle in the last game of the season in the playoffs. were in the corner, and the doctors essentially like, well, we can put a pin in it. It will take two months to heal. And then they essentially jokingly said you could amputate your pinky. So you got his pinky amputated.
0: Fucking bad man. Nice, absolutely. And apparently,
1: um, Marcus Davenport, who currently plays for the Saints, has done the same thing. Or similar. He was in a mini camp like before. Twenty twenty two. That's nuts. And um, he's had he had like an infection in it for ages, and he was having to deal with it for however long. So he just got the end of his pinky chopped off. Fair. Yeah. I mean, when you're being paid millions and millions to play, you're like, yeah, "Yeah, right,
0: I don't need that. Yeah, fair. You can always get get a wee graft with all the NFL money, if you're sensible with it.
1: Apparently Ronnie Lott has uh, since regretted it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't see why that is. (laughs) Like big Jason Pierre-Paul holding his shitty fireworks and blowing his (laughs) own hand up. (laughs) GPPs were slightly different, in a slightly different type of amputation, but yes. Oh, mate, it's not like he was on rookie money either. Like, Dude's literally on star player money and he's buying knock-off fireworks. Like, come on. <laughs> and then holding them in his own hand. Pay someone to do that. Yeah, just pay someone. Just give one of your uncles, like, a tenner to do it or something. Like, or a hundred bucks. Like, that's nothing to you. Or a grand. Or, you know, uh, or, you stick know... it in a ground. <laughs> ground gonna say, like you're normally going like to normal... do.
1: He still played for plenty years after that as well.
0: Yeah. Again, if you ever wanted an idea of how much genetics play into athleticism, there's literally, like, a dude in the NFL with one hand. (laughs) I mean, he
1: was in the right position
0: for it, but... Hey, man, yeah, it's it's, like, you need them hands to, like, swat O-line hands. There was that dude who was playing linebacker... Oh, no, he got a club, though. It's true, yeah. (laughs) There's not that dude who was playing linebacker who literally had one hand? Like, he literally had, like, a birth defect or something I think so, yeah. There's know.
1: also loads of NFL boys who like break their arms, and they just get it like cast up to their knives and they said like, end up with a club round their arm. Like, I do. I think I'd rather have hands. Yeah. Anyway, that's a wee.
0: Yeah, some tangential, some tangential NFL news, but the uh yeah, cold, uh, cold water exposure will save you acutely in the depths of in-season training, or sorry, in in-season game-to-game training, and maybe in training camp when things are really grim. but in the long run not great if you're looking to get as jacked and as strong as possible also not great um if you have a family history or a pre-existing predisposition to cardiac dangerous cardiac incidents uh, don't do that either uh and you know uh, if you are going cold water swimming like out in the lake and everything else always use a spotter don't go swimming alone bring a buddy uh because you never know when that cold hits you and you suddenly like reflexively intake air. If you also decide to intake water and then begin to aspirate in the middle of a lock, then you're probably going to have a bad time. <clears throat> um, but yeah. I wouldn't really be... uh, I'm like, yeah, it definitely will increase anxiety, but not because it's unique because it's cold water. It's just because it's literally so uncomfortable in in the acute, like the now. It just overrides all... Like, you can't really worry about... I don't fucking know, whatever you worry about if you're freezing your balls off. So yeah, feel free to do it, but, you know, don't think you're better than everyone else because you know you're just colder than everyone else <laughs> exactly. see, you ne- see you next time <laughs>